Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COV, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, and startups. It is the 30th of June. I'm Nadine Blaney. Scotty, it is the end of the financial year, and what a session it was for the local market. Yes, it's uh, ended on a bright note. Uh, XJO up uh, 1.4%, uh, slightly higher gains for the uh, X2C. So it's a very, very uh, solid, strong into the, uh, to the quarter, the half, and the year. But uh, the question being uh, forward looking for markets is where do we go from here? Well, where do we go from here? Because there's a number of risks out there. We talk about them a lot. We talk about COVID, clearly. Uh, we talk about the pace and the shape of the economic recovery. Uh, one, I suppose, that we, ha- we talk about, but not to you know, the same degree, is the upcoming election in the United States. How front of mind is that for you right now? Uh, it's certainly looming on the horizon pretty quickly, particularly when you look at the polls, uh, obviously going against Donald Trump, like we saw a uh, majority in 2016. Uh, and whilst I always take the polling with a grain of salt, uh, the Don is uh, going to be coming from a long way back if he wants a second term. So it's going to be a blockbuster uh, you know, debate season against Biden. Uh, how it's going to go end up, uh, it's going to be very interesting, particularly in light of what's going on with COVID over in the United States. Uh, you've got to go and ask, you know, will there actually be able to go and hold uh, elections at this point in time, given what's going on there? Well, I just don't think that we here in Australia can even fully comprehend what it's like being in the US with the number of deaths that they've had, the widespread um, you know, pandemic, and then the real sort of um, basic rights and wants of freedom in the US and how that complicates things when you also have a very high proportion of the population that owns guns. It's just, it's hard for us, I think, here to fully comprehend, but we are keeping a very close eye on the COVID cases in Victoria, nothing like what we're seeing in the US. But it is interesting that we don't even see really a blip on the local market when we see more COVID cases reported in Victoria. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, look, central bank's got your back. Uh, and at this point in time, it's not gonna go and completely derail the idea of at least a U-shape uh, economic recovery. Uh, but you've got to acknowledge that the longer it, uh, you know, we have the country not acting as one, uh, being fragmented, particularly Victoria's size, it's very important, uh, the second largest in terms of uh, national output uh, for a state. So it's very uh, concerning to see what's going on there. It's not at this point an alarming thing, but if it continues to grow uh, and we get more instances of, of lockdowns, which we're seeing at a, a localised level there in some of those parts of, uh, of Melbourne in particular where there have been uh, clusters, uh, then it'll be obviously a bit troubling for, uh, for the economy moving forward and potentially markets. But the broader thing, Nadine, is that we've got this big overarching thing worldwide and that central bank support 
Uh, anytime there's uh, any dip, you've seen it being bought pretty aggressively and pretty quickly. It certainly is. Um, now, when it comes to central banks, we'll be hearing from the Fed Chair Jay Powell tonight alongside the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin in the U.S. We've had a pre-release of their prepared statements. But I suppose you can't look at that in isolation from the upcoming U.S. election and the fact that not only is it monetary policy stimulus, but fiscal stimulus in the U.S. that will become a big talking point in the lead up to the election. Yeah, it would be very difficult to see Donald Trump getting a second term if the U.S. economy is really struggling. Uh, elevated levels of unemployment, uh, a health crisis by almost all accounts when you look at some of the stats that's going on down south. Uh, so they really need to go and have a real humming economy as best they can heading into that November 4 poll. Uh, realistically, is that going to be achievable? Well, they're going to go and try everything in their power to go and do it, and that means that there's probably going to be another big round of stimulus payments, probably going directly to households to try and go and boost what is the brightest part of the U.S. economy, being household consumption. Okay, so we will be um, mulling over what Mnuchin and Powell say tonight, tomorrow, here in Australia. Um, we have certainly have seen the buy-the-dip mentality um, in the U.S. markets in particular, but would you say that's also a thematic when it comes to the local market here, Scotty? Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, I found the, the price action yesterday really informative. Uh, you look at what was going on in the U.S. prior to uh, yesterday, you saw two big falls in the previous three sessions. Uh, you had a raft of bad news, both on the political front, the health front, uh, geopolitical front uh, between US and China. Uh, so there was really no good news over the weekend. And then Spoo's opened Monday morning here in Asia. They fell down about 0.8% and they were bought immediately. I remember writing on Twitter at the time, it's really informative to see what will happen here. Uh, the fact they were bought and the fact that they finished at their session highs when the physical market closed uh, on Monday afternoon in, on Wall Street, I thought was really instructive. So. Despite all the risk at the moment, the central bank backstop is still very much at play. That is preventing any further uh, no declines. To the upside, it's very difficult to see you know, further gains unless you see some kind of progress on the health front. So it all points to consolidation uh, for me over the next uh, no, no short to medium term. Yeah, all right. Um, well, we will be watching that. Um, we are watching the rise of the retail day trader, and we had a chance to speak with ASIC's Executive Director of Markets, Greg Yanko, about that one. So whether you want to call them novices, newbies, new investors, Robin Hoods, ASIC has the data. And uh, if you'd like to hear what Greg makes of that data, you can do so by accessing that interview via the show notes. There's another interview there that's pretty interesting. It's a CEO chat with an exec chair of Oteco. It is a company that's share price has been going gangbusters, so much so it was slapped with a speeding ticket yesterday, which sort of inspired it to release an update coming from its Canadian gold mine, well, at least where it's exploring. It's an old mine that's been closed since the 1960s. And listen, uh, Ray Shorak says it is ripe to get some good quality gold out of the ground. So if you'd like to listen to that again, you can do so via the show notes. Um, as far as companies that move the markets, Collins Food is one of those. It is uh, looking at a pretty strong year. So it appears as if we've been doing our part when it comes to KFC sales in Australia, up 3.5%, earnings jumping 10.6%. But Scotty, I don't know if you're a fan, it seems that Sizzler, Sizzler under a bit of a cloud, revenue declining 
17.9% for the 12 months ending May. Would you be sad if there was no more Sizzler? Uh, Nadine, to be honest, it's like I'm trying to go and think of the last time I went to a Sizzler. I suspect that I probably was in primary school at the time. Uh, but when it comes to KFC, it is finger licking good. I, I have, I have uh, partaken in the yard uh, and dabbling in the, uh, in the oh, bird. No. Uh, I know my friends may have contributed to the, uh, to the FY20 results. Uh, apparently they had quite a big uh, session with the KFC on Friday night. So that's, uh, that seems to have buoyed earnings there. So they have contributed to that result. Um, well, maybe you haven't been to a Sizzler. I didn't know this. There's only nine Sizzlers left in Australia, five of which are located in Queensland, so it's a long time between drinks Look, before you hit a Sizzler. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, I probably would have gone to a Sizzler if there were some all around, uh, around my way, but I've not really seen too many of them. But uh, I still remember the days of the all-you-can-eat salad bar yeah. getting stuck into that. And maybe. I didn't even grow up here, and I know that as well. All right, <laughs> um, so Colin's Food was the best performer. Jumbo Interactive was down by about 3%, more than 3% actually. G-I-N, J-I-N, Lord is the ticker code for that one. It was, <laughs> it was the stock of the day. Let's hear what Mark Moreland from Team Invest had to say about that one. They've actually had a very good run for the last four years. Yeah. yeah so they're growing, unis are growing at a, about uh, nearly 100% a year. So they've nearly been doubling, which is really good. And uh, sales are growing at a lower rate, but their profitability is excellent. They've got yep. a 34% return on equity, which is uh, excellent, no debt. Uh, they're paying out nearly 100 around about 100% of uh, earnings, they're paying it all out. And it's on a PE of 22, which is actually showing a very high return. So we've got it on our most conservative um, uh, models, uh, returning 16% a year at the current price. Right, okay. Which is cheap. Both parties have probably won long-term out of the deal. So yeah. for me, I've just sort of written down here, sort of undergoing some price discovery. So price is sort of coming lower here. So definitely one that mm. I do like. Um, yeah. And I'm sort of maybe looking for price to sort of stabilise at a lower point. So this is probably an opportunity here. Just how low yeah. does it go? And that was Gary Glover ending that uh, examination of Jumbo Interactive. So as we mentioned, we've got the Fed Chair Jay Powell testifying tonight in Washington, D.C. Now tomorrow we've got the AI Group Manufacturing Index locally. We've got building approvals at 11.30. Building approvals will be an interesting one. It is a volatile read, but I know when we were speaking with Warren Hogan yesterday, he said he's really keen to see uh, what the state of the building industry is in Australia in particular. Yes, it's a really important release given it's the, uh, the third largest employing sector uh, in Australia. The one thing I caution with the building approvals report is that it's notoriously volatile. Uh, we see these uh, apartment uh, complexes that are approved that have got hundreds, sometimes thousands of apartments in them, which can lead to, uh, to jumpiness uh, in the data. So one piece of advice, treat seasonally adjusted figures with caution. If you want to use them, focus on the housing component, not the uh, other dwellings component, which is obviously the apartments and the like. Uh, but in this release, trend is, uh, is very your friend in this occasion. We've got a great lineup. We have Jim Beilu, Portfolio Manager at Tribeca at 9.30. Looking forward to that one. Also, Ned Bell, who is CIO of Bell Asset Management. It is his Ausbiz debut, so he's a global investor, uh, talking equities, talking growth opportunities, and how to play the second wave if, when, and I suppose now, as it happens in the US. I've also booked in for us tomorrow, Scotty Robbie Cook. He is the CEO of Tyro. So not just looking at market trends and insights from 
you know, one of Australia's leading companies, but also they've got data from the coal face, so sales data. So he'll be able to give us some good insights into how, where, you know, perhaps why consumers are spending or not. So that's at 11 o'clock a.m. And uh, yeah, we'll have a good chat, no doubt, with Con McLacus, CIO of Statewide Super at 3.40 tomorrow as well. All things being equal, hopefully uh, with the news out today about the South Australian border, we might be able to go and uh, get in touch uh, with, with him in person, hopefully uh, and have a beer, as he said last time he was on the show. You are going to take him up on this offer, as may I. Undoubtedly. Listen, um, you can get all of those details. If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, you might like to do so. It allows you to um, read some of what we're talking about. There's more in it. And uh, Scuddy's view, as always, is worth a read. Um, I think that's it for us today, Scotty, uh, rounding out the, the year, the financial year, the month, uh, the quarter has been fun with you. Thank you. It's been very enjoyable and I uh, look forward to having a, a very, very successful uh, year here in FY21. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.